you asked, you said in Hawaii there's a saying which is if can can, if no can still can. So always can. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of one of my biggest things is always can because there's always a way, you know? Um, just find a way. You've heard it many times. And a lot of people always say, you know, never quit, which is kind of to me a double negative. Never quit's great, but always can is more of a double positive. You're always just, no matter what happens, you can do it. You might not be first, you might not, but you can finish, I think. Folks, before we start this episode, if you could do one thing, would you please hit that subscribe button? It really helps us out. Oh man, we'll kick those tires and start that very virtually fake fire. We are camping, it looks like in the bedroom today. I know I'm gonna get a bunch of crap for that from this guy, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our new special series in virtual camping, where we welcome people who ostensibly could help you live a better life. Whether this man can do that remains to be seen. I am beyond excited to welcome my new friend uh, who has a relatively small cup for being such a muscular guy. Uh, as he says, self-proclaimed, the Baron of Baldness, the hero of Hawaii, trainer <laughs> to the Avengers. This Thor couldn't lift a hammer before he met this guy. Oh my God, and now we welcome, I'm gonna say celebrity trainer, but also trainer to more importantly, first responders. And thankfully he responded to my invitation to being on the show. Please welcome the one, the probably the only, the guy named Rolk. Incredible yes, thing. what is going on, Ryan? All I know is that I showed up and you're in the bedroom, bro. We are moving way That's too right. fast. Bro. That's we right, I know. <laughs> one, one cold email. All right, so Holy what you, cow, bro. For, for those listening right now and who not, can't, cannot see, I have a makeshift studio when I'm traveling and this happens to be in a bedroom. And I was like, when Rolk oh says God. he can do an interview, and all you have is a bedroom, you go with it, right? Bro, look at the soft lighting in the back. Everything's ready for that. Look at that, God. Right. Well, as we call it, this is where the magic doesn't happen. So anyways, um, Rolk, thanks for joining us. Okay, so uh, normally I like to just dive in and get to, I wanna hear your story and your journey, but hey. because we are beholden to our algorithmic masters, and yes. the average attention span is five minutes here. Yes. Uh, we gotta get, we gotta do the cold open. So I'm gonna put okay. you on the spot right here. Sure, brother. Okay. Um, what is one thing you think that the average person, if there's such a thing, could do right now to just improve their overall fitness right now? Uh, bro, like one thing. I, I think uh, for those of you that are working out already, is yeah. to do some, you know, some functional movements and body weight movements. A lot of times people are so focused on lifting weights uh, that you got to get back to just moving. If you can't move uh, without weights, there's no reason to add weights to the equation. You know what I mean? No, add, no reason to add load to the equation. So. I tell people all the time, try to get down to the basics and start moving, just get mobility going first, because it's great to be strong, but if you can't move, it doesn't even matter, right? Hey, amen to, amen to that. Uh, all right, so Rolk, tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about your, your journey. How did you become this? And I know you don't like the term celebrity trainer, but it is absolutely <laughs> true. You do uh, work with, I mean, I'm just gonna embarrass you a little bit, but you've, you've, oh, trained, you've trained Avengers, which we're yeah. thankful because if it weren't for you, they would not have defeated Ultron. Uh, it sounds like we would be all servants of Loki were yeah, not for yeah. your training program. Is that, is that, is that correct? Well, I know you think, you think Thor could lift a hammer, but actually the rumor is he actually couldn't lift anything until 
Rolk showed him functional. I mean, look at him, bro. Face. I mean, look at Chris. I mean, doesn't he looks like he's just out of shape? I mean, just it's out of it's out of control. I know. So did you did were you fired? Is that why he got fat in the final? Yeah, Avengers? just you know, those, yeah, it was a little tiff, a little tiff, and then you know, a little, it was a break, and then we we brought it back. We and that's it back. That, yeah, that's right. That's that's how Fat Thor came about. Is he stopped <laughs> stopped working out with Rolk. So so tell us about your work here. I've seen you've been in men's health. You've worked with you know, like I said, thousands and thousands of first responders across the nation. Uh, you've been featured in so many publications. You work with, like I said, the Avengers. Tell us, how did you how did you get involved in all this? You know, it's interesting. I was uh, my educational background is in kinesiology, uh, so I always had a uh, you know fascination um, with how the body works. Um, and a lot of my stuff initially was you know just trying to figure out ways to to work with different athletes and different. And that was my kind of my affinity, but. Uh, my dad was a police officer. Uh, he was he served 26 years LAPD, and then he went, you know, to the uh, district attorney's office, DOJ. He's worked with so many different agencies, and uh, so I was always growing up surrounded by the first responder community. Um, so when I first started out, I um, I was always working with uh, elite athletes, and I was fortunate enough to to get an opportunity to do that. But I also really wanted to help that first responder community because I would see people all the time, guys that come in. Um, police officers, firefighters that were just weapons. Guys just looked like absolute, you know, gods in the sense that they're just shredded and buffed up. Similar uh, to me for our listeners. Yeah, exactly. Pretty see. much like Ryan, your build, bro. Like That's your right. build. <laughs> <laughs> you're all Ryan. He's, he's but, laughing because you know, it's true, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. It's it's the truth. It's the truth. But uh, and then it was interesting just because a lot of these guys were just, you know, expressing to me that they just couldn't perform. They would get into situations and they just couldn't couldn't perform at the highest levels. And they just didn't understand it because they exercised, they worked out, et cetera. Um, so I started to get really fascinated on on why that was and what was going on in that. And that's where kind of my fascination with uh, kind of sensory processing came in, right? And uh, sequencing and how the body works and how the body processes information. And that's how it became applicable to the first responder community is, you know, these guys, they are elite athletes, firefighters, elite athletes. They just, their, their jobs are not winning and losing games. It's all more about life and death, right? So my focus more was on trying to figure out what was going on there. So I delved into that and kind of got into the whole sensory processing perspective and how to improve that and the perceptive system, the vestibular system and all that. And, and the guys really, I built a system called RFT, uh, which is a body weight movement that focuses on sensory processing. Um, and it just kind of started catching on. So I worked with the police department, police officers, worked with SWAT teams and West um, Control Tactic Divisions and the Academy. And then I moved to FIRE. And FIRE, we worked with City, County, Wildland, uh, federal, fire, federal FIRE as well. And then went into some of the teams. So we started working with guys from you know, SEAL teams, uh, started working with Army Rangers, Marine Raiders. And most recently, some of the guys from Top Gun. So it's been it's been uh, it's been great, you know. Um, Wait, let me let me get this straight. You've trained Maverick. <laughs> is that have you have you worked? Yeah. Or is it, I, I I mean, Iceman's not doing so hot, obviously. It was so funny. I have a I have a buddy that I work with. He's one of my trainers, and uh, you know, his you know he's, he's like a Top Gun grad, uh, lieutenant commander, and I was like, yeah, great, man. I was like, what's your call sign? You know, oh call, yeah, what's your call sign, man? What's your call sign, bro? Like, is it uh, you know, spear, like you know, like spear, wizard, or something crazy? And he was like, he's like barf, and I was like, barf, like what? What is barf? Like, barf. he's like, yeah, it's an acronym what? for big. It's an acronym for big angry red fella, because he's a redheaded guy. <laughs> wow, that's so, like, that's you know. so rad. I was like, that's the raddest thing ever. So it's funny, you know, understanding 
I guess you was telling me, you know, like the guys in the pilots have, they just kind of, their their fellow pilots name them, like can I just give them crazy names and then, uh, you know, the guys from the Air Force have some of the cooler names. So they have, you know, the you, I, wonder if these, and, I wonder if these call signs are sort of like car names or they're running out, you know, like, you know, you think like 50 years ago, you'd be like Viper, Cobra, you know, yeah, 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 uh, right? and, and now it's like, you know, it's like I'm Leaf, you know, or Twig. <laughs> Call sign, or they get like real esoteric, like call sign rumbus, you know, yeah, exactly, right? Like real, exactly. like nerdy stuff, you know, or like Dungeons and Dragons, you know, yeah. like you know, it's cool, man. It's it's like I said, it's been interesting. A lot of my stuff is just how the body processes information, and the mind processes information. So, you know, working with guys at that high level, especially with you know guys that fly fly F 18s it's a whole different. You know, I just recently worked oh, yeah. with actually NASCAR too. You know, Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, worked with him um and so nascar is another thing too they're taking on so much speed and they have to process information so quickly starting to understand that it's more about what's going on up 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 here on top rather than what's going on in the body you know like so let, it, let me just pause here for a minute so i mean yeah. for those right now i mean you again you're working with some of the most elite awesome people in the world i mean right. obviously i'm sure nothing compares to you know being on this show though which is probably one of the bigger <laughs> honors you've had exactly um, this is a big, big moment i mean me. so obviously you you only work with elite people so present company included um yeah. but uh how did how what is the jump so if you look back at your career how do you go from you know just taking this passion to now you wake up and you're training thor like is there a is there a moment a couple moments of things where you're like yeah, you this kind of like took off that's that's a great question brother i i um when i first started um doing training and, and my body weight stuff. Um, a lot of people just thought it was ridiculous. Like I, I remember getting mocked a lot and people are like, what, what's all this stuff about crawling and moving? And, and people just thought it was, it was ridiculous, you know? And so, but you kind of stick to your guns. You got to focus. I think when you have to have conviction of purpose, uh, it's for me, it was, my purpose was to try to, you know, change the game a little bit and, and focus on helping that first responder community and you stick with it and you just stay on it. Um, and when I did that, it just eventually just things happen. Good things happen when you stick to it. When you start to try to adjust and adapt to those around you, it just never works. You know, the focus so is So you started off in first first responders and just had a passion for helping them achieve their best optimal. Pretty much, you know, because I, I saw the applications too, because there's people that are, are not first responders that just want to move better, right? And I started to identify that. I mean, when I first started training, um, you know, we all started at the bottom. And, you know, I had a ton of equipment, so I had to try to figure out and be creative and think of different ways to do things. And it was in line with kind of all my educational stuff that I, you know, studied and, and researched and, and it all just kind of fell in the line. But it's just interesting that when you first start out, everyone's always, when you're a little bit different, everyone's always going to, you know, question it. And uh, you just got to stay true to, your, to yourself and uh, stick to your purpose and good things happen. Good so as the word gets, so basically then does it, is it uh word gets out? Like you just get, you earn a reputation as being a guy who just, you know, delivers results. Word gets around yeah. friend of a friend of a friend says, and then one day you wake up and uh, you know, Loki's invading the world and you got to, and the Avengers are like, who do we call? That's actually, that was cut from the movie, right? Is that you were actually training the Avengers and shield, uh, you know, you had a contract yes, dispute yes, with Shield, was, and, yes, and they let you go. Okay, you were off in much. Hawaii while this. Yeah, exactly, okay. it wasn't fictional. It was non. It was non. It was exactly. It was non-fictional. It was actually. So in the yeah, movies, like, when they take when Thor disappears for a while, it says he has Valhalla business. So it was actually a storyline put in so he could go train yes, in Hawaii. Yes, I, I, okay. yes, that was it. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what that's, happened. I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Now, are you under contract? You can only work with Marvel heroes. Uh, would you ever train DC? 
you know? Uh, you know, I've had an opportunity to work on occasion with different people from DC. Like I, I had an opportunity uh, to work with uh, Momoa, which is Aquaman, and, and he was, uh, you know, Chase is a great guy too, and I got an opportunity to work with him. He and I are uh, built pretty similar, right? <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, look, you guys, you guys are both weapons. You guys are both weapons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, uh, the, the joke was, uh, I, I was like, they always ask what superhero you were, and I always got joked as I'm Pepper Potts, and I was like, wait. Pepper Potts. Superhuman accounting? I see it, I see it. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Uh, no, but it's, you know, it's been, it's been a great, it's been a great, great ride. Um, just to continue to do it. I always say it's called, I call it the movement and just, it keeps growing. And um, now, so speaking of, so you are, you are passionate about bear crawls. If you look you up, mm -hmm. that is something that comes up. So now not bear claws. I know you love donuts and we're going to get I love them that. both. Yes. But yeah, yes. so bear claws, bear crawls, uh, let's uh -huh. uh, missing word, uh, missing letter there. But, uh, so yeah. why should should we all be crawling? Like, is it something that we should like? Is it a thing where like you should crawl a few times a week at least for a few minutes? Like, is that just a that you know, important of a crawling moment? is a found crawling is a foundation of movement pattern, right? You know, babies you don't have to teach them how to crawl, right? They just start crawling. We have to learn how to run. We have to learn how to walk. We have to learn how to crawl. And so crawling is so great because. It helps build core stability, shoulder stability, you know, hip mobility. There's all these different things that you're learning when you're crawling, and it's so basic and easy to do. <clears throat> you're also mitigating a lot of risk when you're doing that, especially when you're crawling at a specific speed. And, um, you know, for me, crawling is always more of a mental thing than anything else. <clears throat> I wanted to crawl to kind of push myself to see, because I'm not really hurting myself over a long period of time crawling. It's just, it hurts though. It's not comfortable being down there. There's a lot of things happening. What is a typical crawl uh, session, uh, or yeah, would you say for for you? And then what would you say like if an average person just want to start incorporating crawling into their just like workout regimens? Would you say yeah. you know crawl for a minute or just crawl till it burns? You know, or? I would say like you know just do like five minutes of, of crawl. And I I for me there's there's different types of crawls too, right? Your body position is going to be different based upon the speed in which you're going. It's kind of like saying. Is walking the same as sprinting? No, they're both, you're still moving, right? But it's just different. So understanding and teaching people a little bit about, you know, like what I call like a 50% crawl, which is you won't have speed to a 75 to a hundred, um, your movement uh, changes and the way that you, you know, biomechanically move your body too is changing. But I think it's important just to get around and move. I tell people all the time, they overcomplicate exercise. I mean, our industry, the fitness industry inherently is always about the new products and new things and, you need this in order to do you don't need really need it you just need to move you know and i think if you start to over over complicate it it becomes too too hard and then you just in your mind you're like i don't have the time for it and i typically be all the time even if you're spending you know five to ten minutes a day just moving specifically just for you it's so great not only for your physical but your mental as well absolutely okay so while we're on this the trinity here of exercise so we're on physical right now uh so crawling functional movements uh do you have a philosophy in general um i'm sure you're going to say it it, go, it varies obviously because everybody responds differently to individual uh i imagine there's different things that work for different folks but right, right. when it comes to a lifting etc do you favor combinations of um you know full body movement sort of like the big compound heavy lifts do you feel that uh, there's a there's a world as well for high rep. Do you have any sort of thoughts on uh, the different rep ranges? And uh, I'm sure it depends on the, the goal. Uh, <coughs> yeah, it all depends. Yeah, it does. It depends on the goals and, and of course, on, on an individual. Um, I'm a proponent of all movement. So, you know, I think everything is great from CrossFit to powerlifting to aesthetic training to, you know, speed and agility work. Everything is great and has its place. Um, I just think it's important that people look at it from the perspective of what is what is your goal? What's your purpose of doing this? You know, people start to train. If you're training only for aesthetics, that's fine. But I always find that 
it's better and easier to sustain if you look at aesthetics as a, a byproduct of your work, right? You don't train specifically just, I wanna train just, I mean, and people that do that for bodybuilding and, and you know, muscle, but that's great. I, I think that's fantastic that you're doing that, but I think a large cachet of the, of the population just wants, they don't really care about being a Navy SEAL or being a, you know, Mr. Olympia. They just wanna move better. Uh, they wanna feel better. And so you have to adjust accordingly. So. When people apply their their workout regimens based upon like hey let me train like a seal let me train like a you know mr olympia let me train like a power lift it's just not going to work right um it's more about and it's not going to be you're either get injured or you're going to lose lose um lose drive to do it so i kind of tell people all the time that it, the first and most important thing is find your purpose it's your gps system find your purpose because when you get lost you'll get right back to what you need to do Secondarily, you need discipline. So you need to, it's not about motivation. I don't think motivation is a real thing. I think it's fleeting. It's something that we have for a short period of time. So like I'm motivated, I'm inspired. That's great, but it's not going to last. It's going to go, it's going to eventually die out. So you have to kind of have that conviction of purpose and then apply discipline. And that discipline has to be done over time, which is that consistency. So if you have purpose and you have discipline and consistency, no matter what you do, you're going to be successful. Uh, and that's applicable to, you know, workouts, it's applicable to life. So I try to do that in, in everything I do with everyone that I work with and understanding it that one workout with me or, you know, five workouts is not going to change your life. But if you're able to take some of the threads of information I'm teaching you or, or some of the movements I show you and apply that over a longer period of time, you're going to start to see things happen. So. Mm. All right, so you actually you uh, you triggered a memory something because I saw this in uh, oh. your profile and I loved this uh, uh -huh. loved this line here. I want to see if I can. Oh, uh, uh, look at you! Pull this up here. The creeper, there he is, the creeper. The creeper, that's right. I'm gonna pull this up here. Um, so uh, you as you said in Hawaii, there's a saying which is, "If can, can; mm -hmm. if no can, still can." So always can. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of one of my biggest things: is always can because there's always a way, you know. Um, just find a way you've heard it many times and a lot of people always say you know never quit which is kind of to me a double negative never quits great but always can is more of a double positive you always just no matter what happens you can do it you might not be first you might not but you can finish i think that's where you know for example the spartan race community yeah. was great i looked at that and i thought that was such a great model because they don't really, you know, apply who finished first or second. There's some people, but it's mostly just finisher, just finish, just continue to move forward. And, and if you see that across everything that I do, even my crawling, it's just, you just got to keep moving one hand in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And that is really in line, especially nowadays, with everything going on in the world. That's what it's all about. It's just continue to move forward. It just continue to plug along. And, and, um, that's hopefully what I, I, you know, instill in the people that I work with and, and anyone that's following or watching me. All right. So one of the eternal questions sparks a lot of debate. I'm curious as mm -hmm. someone, as someone who is, um, <clears throat> oh, my mic was dropped. See, like, you oh, tell me, you, tell me my mic had dripped down. Bro. What the heck? <laughs> in the bedroom and then slowly was dropping his mic. Oh my gosh. We just lost <laughs> our middle America. It's like, gosh, <laughs> roll quarry on that. You know? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What the heck was that? Um, I'll have to fix that. All right. So one of the perpetual questions we've had, mm -hmm. um, can you, mm -hmm. and I'll factor out not newbies, not people who have never worked out before. Okay. Can okay. you lose muscle or can you lose fat and put on muscle tissue at the same time? Uh, you know, I, I, I believe so. I think, um, you know, working out and, and developing, we talked about this on the side as well. You know, you asked me that question, I think, uh, last week and 
uh, you know, I think the focus is being strong, uh, you know, not necessarily being skinny. I want you to build muscle and build strength. And through that, you're going to burn fat. Inherently, you're going to burn fat through that. I think so many people are worried about fat loss, fat loss, uh, and they're scared of muscle building. But muscle building is not an easy task. You know, I, no, think, people think, muscle, I, think, I think people think muscle building, and I'm like, hey, I want to try to build muscle. And immediately people get scared. People that don't, that want to be more svelte and not want, you know, want to be muscle bound, like, oh my, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't, it's not like you're going to pack on, you, you know, you're barely going to see it. It's not like you're going to pack on 30 pounds of muscle. Um, I always tell people just, you know, focus on being strong. You don't want to just look strong. You want to feel strong, right? That's the whole purpose of this. And from a functional training perspective, which is kind of my my base, is you want to be strong, not only, you know, how you look, but how you feel in life in general. I mean, inherently, when you're working out, if you're just working out for aesthetics, you're working out for people to say, hey, look, you look great. That's great. I mean, that's important and that makes you feel good, but it's going to make you feel way better if you're walking around, just go, I feel strong, I feel great. Um, and I think that's true strength, right? That's true, true functional strength. And that's what I'm all about. And, and hopefully people kind of can see that through through what I kind of, you know, put out there and, and tell people is no matter what you do, whether you're doing CrossFit, whether you're doing spin, whether you're doing Peloton, whatever you're doing, do it, but do it for your for you, right? Don't do it for others. And that's the great thing about working out and health is that we that's the one thing we can take care of our bodies and take care of ourselves with it and you're not being selfish you're taking care of what's important which is yourself and, and, and being the best you can be absolutely all right so for the <clears throat> person who's in the awkward middle asking for a friend um you know who's got uh, <laughs> if you've got you know for those folks who yeah. reside like oh man i have to choose like should i lose should i lose weight should i gain muscle you're a proponent of generally like hey get as much muscle yeah it think, just makes everything I think, easier i think it's i think it's this is that don't focus on i think those are byproducts so i don't focus on you know, how much muscle can I gain? How much fat can I lose? Is how strong, you know, like how much stronger can I get? How much stronger and fit and condition can I be? And everything else will fall into place as it should, you know? Um, don't get so focused on on that and focus more on just, hey, let me just move better. Let me get in better shape. Let me get better condition. Uh, let me feel stronger. And wherever you fall, right? Like that's where you're gonna fall, you know? And then you can assess at that point what you need to do. I think if you focus too much on just the aesthetic component of it, you're going to get frustrated and it's very easy that's where people i think many times fall off the wagon they look in the mirror they jump on the scale and they're like oh it's not happening it's not happening just focus more about what's your purpose and what you want to do i want to feel like a stronger person i want to i want to get big gains of strength i want to feel a little fitter uh, i want to be able to move around and not huff and puff that's that's what it's all about now diet wise uh i found this fascinating because uh one of our first conversations about diet you're like bro i eat donuts every day <laughs> now, i imagine that is not prescriptive for the general population no no uh, it's not prescriptive at all please yeah the donuts yeah. is my, my weakness i just i love donuts man it's crazy hey everything no my mom always says that everything in moderation including moderation yeah. uh, <laughs> so so walk me through a little bit. So generally speaking, you don't have a specific diet or anything you you know hold to. Is it, uh, you say it, it goes have, for everybody? I have some dietary restrictions. I mean, I can't. I, I don't do well with gluten whatsoever. So I I try and eventually I was. We live in Southern California. That's uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's against the law to have gluten. That's yeah, against the law here. Yeah, you, you, you could be arrested at that point. <laughs> like, there's the. Do you have a mask? Do you have gluten? It's the same That's thing. Right. Same, same you made a mask joke, not me. Folks. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so I, I think a lot of it is, uh, for me, uh, I can't eat certain things. So I've kind of lately over the course of the last, 
probably a year or so, I uh, I pulled away even from just uh, from breads and carbs and that kind of stuff. And except donuts, great, yeah, except donuts. That's are, they glu- are they gluten free donuts? They are gluten free. The only place that uh, is sidecar donuts, bro. Side- oh, that's a sh- I knew you were gonna say sidecar. Yeah, He's in Newport Beach, folks. Costa Mesa, and sidecar is oh, oh my gosh, my gosh, bro. There's the I maple can't... bacon one. Oh, dude, I can't stop, dude. And then the worst part is they that smell. They do it so well. They like waft that smell out. In the, dude, oh my god. Sidecar, this this is an open sponsorship availability right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paid placement. They're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, for me, I just and I, I eat moderation, man. I just eat what I can. I just don't watch the quantity versus versus that. You know, like a lot of times people just go. I mean, healthy, but you're eating a ton of it. And you don't need to eat that much, you know. So, so I, if you're work when you work with first responders, and even so, actually, so two parts here. When you're sure. when you're working with a general, just like a, a first responder, someone just wants to get in better shape. Do you mm-hmm. do you have a specific program you put them on for eating, or do you just say, hey, look, it's generally speaking, it is a little bit about calories in, calories out, but just make good choices, fill your plate with lots of vegetables, you know, lean meats, and kind of the you know, general yeah. guidelines. <laughs> I, that is not my my area of, of expertise. I mean, I know some general guidelines in regards to eating. Uh, I know that it's very individualized based upon you know what's good for your body, uh, what works for you. But you know, I always kind of defer and tell them, hey, listen, talk to a nutritionist, dietitian if you want. Um, but again, I just say you can do things in moderation. You got everyone's different. I'm I'm gonna eat differently and work works for me doesn't yeah. mind work for you. Um, so it's hard to find. That's the one thing to the, to I guess make a follow those guidelines and just say, Hey, listen, I'm going to just eat what they say to eat. You got to really try it out because certain things work. Certain foods don't, don't, don't agree with certain people. And, uh, yeah. it's hard to kind of prescribe that when you really don't know. Really, that's well, I, th- I think I read in your, in your, one of your most recent men's health pieces, you, mm-hmm. you tend to start your day with just coffee and oatmeal. And then you mm-hmm. tend to sort of, uh, reduce your carb intake throughout the day and, t- and t- tend to do a lot of vegetables or salads. Uh, yes, and, lean, yes, and that yes. and that makes you feel well. Uh, that's, I, mean, I, I mean, I do I do well with that. And, and like I said, I have I have a lot of friends that uh, you know are even vegans, and um, I think that's great. Like I, I I'm vegan for a meal. I can I, I can eat. <laughs> I'm a vegan that eats meat. So it's like, uh, but that yes. doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, fake news. That does not. Uh, that no, but it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things I think that it always works. So, so some people eat, you know, don't eat meat. They, they do well not eating meat. Some people do well just eating fish. Some people do well, you know, eating grains. It's it's hard, right? It's like yeah. everyone is so different. That's why yeah. when you go into that rabbit hole in regards to diet, it's 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 a very um, complex situation. So typically, I know. Again, I, I keep repeating this, so that it varies per person. When you're getting a celebrity ready for a film, or mm. someone who has to get like real shredded is there a sort of is is that a thing where people would be surprised at how it actually is not that much different than someone else getting ready or is it pretty intense usually like when you're getting ready to be thor and an avenger is that a pretty intense uh, uh exercise regimen you know there's a lot i mean uh with chris chris's uh day-to-day like personal trainer is a friend of a good friend of my luke Sockies. luke is a great guy luke does a great job of getting chris into you know like aesthetically great shape my job has always been uh, to have them not necessarily help them look like a superhero, but move like a superhero. Got so it. a lot of these guys, when they're doing it, my stuff is to help them stay in shape and move and look functionally fit. Um, and so aesthetics is always just a byproduct. I mean, it leads into their aesthetics, but again, I've never really focused on, hey, let me let me try to you know get that V taper in and let me try to build those shoulders. That's not really been my thing. Is I just want these guys to, to be stronger and fitter and, and uh, look look great, move like a whatever role they have, just help them move that. Because a lot of these action guys, you know, they want to do their own stunts, they want to move around. So you've got to be fit, otherwise yeah. you're 
All right, so as you uh, as you get older, because obviously you just turned thirty, you know. So. <laughs> Twenty-one, bro. Come on. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. So, all right. But we'll just say you turned a certain amount of years past, you know, thirty-something. We'll call it. You know, so, uh, if you want to correct the record, that's up to you. Uh, okay. But uh, what have you noticed as far as does getting older mean automatically reduced mobility and less strength, or do you think that we can fight aging a lot more than we have probably accepted as a culture? I think uh, as we get older, the, the thing that I've found that I have to focus more on is the prehab and rehab. So yeah. a lot more of the preparation into training and the recovery uh, post-training is really important. When you're younger, you guys, you know, it's always just like, how, how hard can I slam? Like, post-training is, is sidecar donuts. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think it's a lot, I mean, things that I never used to do before, like, you know, like focusing on sleep and, and focusing on recovery and rest. and and making sure you're doing all that. And we talked about all the biohacks and, uh, you know, you just recently sent me that chili sleep thing, which is amazing. Thank you for that. Uh, oh, Todd, did you hear that? Chili sleep? Did you hear that? Yeah. That was, that was organic placement. That was right organically there. thrown out there. That was organically yeah. thrown out there. That's I just I got that. the text from Ryan. So I just, let me throw that out. No, I'm just kidding. If you're like me, you wake up every morning, stare in the mirror and ask yourself, could I be any cooler? Well, the answer is yes. Unless you're sleeping on the Chili Sleep Uller sleep system, you're probably sleeping hot, hot, hot. And that, as we say, is not cool. The Chili Sleep Uller sleep system hydropowered temperature controlled mattress topper keeps your body at optimal temperature so you don't exit REM sleep a second too early. To radically, completely, and utterly change your life for the better, head on over to chilisleep.com forward slash went camping and get a special offer just for our went camping listeners. That's chillysleep.com forward slash went camping. Trust me, you're not going to want to sleep on this offer. Yeah, but I think the biohacks are really important. I think as we get older, things that I've never, I mean, from stretching and, and uh, kinesthetic stretching and, and recovery after and all these different things we talked about before, like doing even like cold plunge and doing the infrared sauna. It's stuff that when, when you're young, you just don't have time for. You want to go out and do different things. But you I, think you know, those things work, though. So generally speaking, you would say that because obviously there's a lot of stuff. We live in such a marketing saturated culture and things get thrown. us. Everything we've heard is like revolutionary, cutting edge. Some celebrity endorsed it. But from sure. your experience, and I know that's all you can really share is like what you, yeah. you, you can read the science and you can say, look, this works for me. You find that some things that have worked for you as you've gotten older are cold baths, infrared saunas, um, so tell us what how have those like helped you i think the cold the cold plunge really helped me. i've been doing it now i uh, got it gosh about a month and a half ago i've been doing it every day uh it's a shock when you do it i mean i mean, I used to remember doing cold baths uh you know when i used to play football i know you did too like you know after training etc for inflammation purposes but yeah. um for me it's just it it just makes my body feel better um and also with my infrared sauna getting in there and do that it's taking time it takes a little more time for me from a recovery perspective and a preparation perspective and training. Um, but I'm able to train again, as hard as, as I did when I was younger, I just can't do it day back to back to back to back when you're, you know, when, when you recover that, that level, I think the output is there. Um, but the recovery to kind of get back in, in the, in the groove is, is not. So, hmm. um, making sure that you do different things and spending that time, cause we all are, live busy lives. So you don't have the time to do every single biohack, right. Cause it would take forever, but choosing the right ones and the ones that work for you. And again, it's a lot like, I feel it's a lot like diet is that for some people it works and some people, maybe they're not, it's not their cup of tea, but for me, the cold plunge to infrared sauna has been massive and 
you know, sleep is a massive thing. I don't get enough of it, but I, I, um, I need to try to do better. And again, that's always coming back down to discipline. Like even doing the bottle hacks, um, I mean, you live a busy life, Ryan, and you know how it is. I mean, it's very easy to get wrapped up in other things, but then you start realizing, man, I was on my phone scrolling for 30 minutes, or I was on this doing, I, you, there's time you could set apart. But again, it's discipline. It's instead of doing that, let me just put that down and, and do something that's good for my body or do something that's good for me. And um, I think that's that's the most important thing is, I, I, it's, I've said it so many times on so many different platforms is, those three things, purpose, discipline, consistency, those that's like the magic to me, the magic recipe for everything across the board. You have those three things. You talk to guys that are, you know, spec off guys, you talk to firefighters, you talk to, you know, professional athletes, they'll say the same thing. It's, you know, those three things. You have those three things, you're unstoppable. Talk to me a little about peptides. You're a big fan of uh, of peptides. That's that's kind of an era that a lot of people we've heard about, um, yeah. and it sounds less scary than hormones. But uh, are yeah. peptides? Uh, would you say they're still sort of pre mainstream and like they're getting adopted now as we're learning more and more about them? Yeah, I was introduced to them through uh, through my physician and and uh, a buddy of mine. And, and peptides are just amazing. If you really do the research on them, it's these protein. They're for folks who, if we, and I just learned what a peptide was too. So yeah. correct me, it's an amino acid that is correlated with a particular, that codes for a particular function in your body, yes. right? Yes, yes, because before, as you know, we, we would take proteins, we don't just, we get some of it, we just don't get enough of it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of identifying which ones help for what, and they've been able to do that, and then you kind of take that, just take more of that specific uh, amino acid. How are, how are peptides administered? typically uh i just mine are just like an or like a vitamin you just take a vitamin in the morning. okay so they're and do do peptides also do some people inject peptides as well i don't know i just take the like i take a vitamin like in the morning and i like it's extra and i tried it and it works well you know for and they me, have a peptide for almost everything right i think so i think so i mean i, I only take three or four of them that are really based upon more of my recovery for me yeah. um just because my body takes a beating all day not only for the stress of, of training but the stress of work and life um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think peptides are great. I'm a huge proponent of them. Um, I've tried them and, and I use them and I think they're great and I think they're safe too. So, all right, we'll have to get some links there. See, and right there, see folks, that's why this is a special show because what you were waiting for was a plug for a company that sells peptides. <laughs> we're not doing that. We're just talking about that. So you know what, yeah, go yeah. do your own research, figure it out, you know, figure yeah, out, yeah, what, yeah. you figure out if, uh, talk to your doctor, if peptides <laughs> are right for you, you know? We could start a peptide bismol. We could do there like a, whole, a stomach one, right? There it um, is. What is, um, what is one of the most inspiring transformations you've seen someone go through from a, a fitness standpoint? You must have been all the time you work with someone like some folks or folks who've just done amazing with what cards they've been dealt. Gosh, um, that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of, lot of people in my industry would say it is a remarkable weight loss thing or someone that lost X amount of weight. And I think those are remarkable stories. Um, but for me, it's always hearing the stories and I'm trying to think of something that would be applicable to me, but guys that overcome other adversity, like physical disabilities, um, guys that have been, for example, um, in the military or something and, and they've lost a limb and they have to learn how to get themselves up and, and walk again, or guys that have you know, come across any type of issue, any type of physical or mental uh, trauma significant and have to overcome that because that's just a whole nother level right for me when you when we look at guys that are facing physical disabilities specifically um and you go wow that's inspirational that's great 
it's great. You, you're inspired for a short period of time and then you walk on, live your life, but they have to continue the rest of their life living that way. And so for them to kind of apply that, and, and a lot of these guys, you know, mentally get depressed or they get sad and they're able to kind of pick themselves up and not say poor me and, and figure out ways to, you know, be the best, live the best life. That's dude, that is the most inspirational thing to me because you look at that, that's, you look at yourself and you become kind of a little introspective. You look at yourself and say, hey, listen, man, I mean, they can get up and he's, he's only got, you know, he lost a leg and an arm, but he's still moving around. He's getting, getting the work done. He's applying purpose, applying discipline, he's applying consistency. That, that's the most inspiring to me. Um, and people that face adversity and overcome it is always, always, always gonna be my favorite thing to see. I'm always rooting for people. Um, I always try to be a positive influence and, and I gravitate to that more than looking at people and, and uh, being negative in any capacity. I'm always rooting for people because um, I think we need more of that. And I think that's something that kind of feeds my soul and feeds my drive to, to continue to do what I do. Mm, I love that. What uh, we love asking people this question. Um, what uh, if you could talk to yourself 10, 15 years ago, maybe 20 yeah. years ago, since you're slightly yeah. over 30, uh, <laughs> what would you grab young Rolk by and say, bro, listen to me, yeah. listen to me, bro. I think um, I, that's a great man. You had great questions, bro. Um, I think I would I, I think I would probably tell myself that uh, to say everything's going to be OK. Everything's going to be OK, because uh, when you're faced with it, you're going to, you know, a lot of people look back. I wish this didn't happen to me. I wish this didn't happen to me. And, and uh, I I can't say that everything that's gone has kind of brought me to where I am right now. And when you're in the moment and you're younger, you think that the world's going to end. You think that, it's you know, you either all the failures that you have, um, you think that they're magnified in your mind, in your world and you're from your lens. And I think as you get older, you realize that it really doesn't matter. You know, um, and less of, it doesn't really matter what others think of you. It's what you think of yourself um, is the most important thing. And I think that's something that I would tell you know, when you're younger, you kind of want to be a certain thing. You want, you want to um, get acceptance from those around you. You want to feel good and, and how people view you is how you then perceive yourself and your self value. And I just think it's so important as you get older um, to understand that if I could talk to myself, I'd say, because you go through that, you know, you, you, you get crushed, your soul gets crushed on different failures and, and you self doubt and all these different things. But if you just had someone come back and listen, man, I, you know, 23 years, it's all going to work out. You just got to go through this as a process. And I think I would take, I would have taken things with more grace um, than maybe I, I did just because, you know, your face, when you're younger, you faced, anger and sadness and all these different things when you face adversity and realize hey man it's just part of the process hmm. it's part of it you know and, and when we're when we're uh, young we look back and go oh, they don't know what they're talking about they're old they're old they don't understand they don't get me and then when you're older you're like you look back and go man yeah they're right <laughs> you know yeah. they're right on a lot of those things you're just like man this is so weird how it works and uh but yeah well, i just yeah you're, ahead, a, you're a dad now right yeah dad yeah yeah two how, boys two boys how old uh 15 and eight 15 and eight. Okay. What do you want your boys to know? Like what's, uh, what are some like major values you want to instill in them? You know, with my boys, I always tell, I always tell them, follow what I do, not what I say. Um, because, and that's, I think echoed across the board to everything is people think I tell my kids this all the time. 
it doesn't matter. Our kids are so smart. They look and see what you do. How do you conduct yourself on a day-to-day -day basis? You know, do you have integrity? Do you work hard? Do you follow through? You know, if you make them promises, do you follow through? Or do they just empty? All these little things are so important. And I think they've kept me um, in line for so many years just because they not only, when they're young, they inspire you because you want to provide for them. You want to, you know, be the best dad you can be. But also, you always look to them and say, "Listen, I gotta, I gotta live, I gotta be about that life, if you will." And in lack of better terms, you gotta live it. And um, our kids are, uh, you know, as we grow up now, they've gone through so much adverse. Not even that generation has really gone through a lot more than than we realize with all everything that's especially that's been gone on in the last two three years. Um, and so it's more important than ever to make sure that Bill self-confident self-assured that everything's going to be okay it's similar to what i told myself you said you know like if i could talk to myself i say the same thing is is everything's going to be okay you know i know it seems bad now but it's going to work out and and just continue to move forward with it um and so someone out there needs to hear it's going to be okay yeah it's going to be okay it's going to be it seems bad but and and one of the things that you know is also that every day the life just keeps moving man you know it doesn't really it doesn't stop because you had a bad day. It doesn't stop because of a uh, huge success or huge loss or failure. Next day, the sun comes up, sun goes, it just keeps moving. So you have to flow with it. Otherwise you're just going to pull yourself out of the game. You're stuck on the sidelines and you can't experience any of it. You know, you can't experience the, the highs if you didn't experience the lows. Hmm. You just can't, you can't. And if you, and I heard a good saying once it said, you know, if you're not, if you haven't lost, you haven't failed, you're not even trying, you're not even trying. You have to fail, like try to fail, like work hard. And if you start failing a lot, yeah, you're doing the right thing. That means can, you're I, can I use that as my autobiography? Try to fail the Ryan. Try to fail, story. dude. <laughs> try to, too big to fail, right? Try well, too big to fail, yeah. Try, try to too fail. Big. Um, all right. So last, uh, as our virtual campfire winds down here, and again, we will, we will go camping. Um, oh, we're going camping in, in the, in the, uh, also the we, it is tradition to, uh, who, who should we, who should, who is Rolk's personal ask? Who should we try and get by the campfire? Ooh. Who would you, who would you want us to go camping with? We've had everyone suggested from Bono. Bro, bro, get, you know who you should get? You should get Brolin, Josh Brolin, my boy. Josh Brolin. All right. We'll get Josh. I actually just watched Brolin. No Country for Old Men last night. He is dude. He is. <laughs> He is a legend of legends, brother. He is, uh, he's such a good dude, number one, but dude, so damn funny and no filter. The thing about, I love about Josh, no filter. Like you're just gonna get the real Josh and he just, he's never, never fake about anything. He's never, uh, uh, he doesn't, you know, approach anything with like <laughs> any, uh, you can see, you just, it's just him. And that's what's the beautiful of it. I love guys that are just real like that, that are just, that are just- So you're saying with the, snap of a finger <laughs> i could have josh brolin join the show yeah he so, will yes yes with a snap just, should yeah, i tell him, i said look rolk's gonna hunt you down thanos if you don't <laughs> join in whatever universe you're not gonna be here all right yes, Josh. He's, he's, yeah, yeah josh, i would say brolin brolin is and he's a legend and i know people would love him and, and uh he's a good dude. all right brolin you hear that coming for you bro so bro <laughs> brolin uh last question here um yeah. so We've talked about you know, nutrition, we've talked about the physical, we've talked about um, biohacking, et cetera. I know another pillar that I personally am passionate about and a lot of people I'm, I'm glad to see you're accepting as part of the overall you know, yeah. health and fitness equation is the, the spiritual side. Mm -hmm. um, and so you talk a lot about purpose, et cetera. So just kind of like high level, like do you, uh, do you pray? Do you have a, is there a spiritual perspective to anything that you 
uh, in your training or in your health or just like as far as how you like to live life? Because I love that you mentioned, you know, purpose is an interesting thing for me because purpose mm-hmm. implies like, you know, lions don't sit around and think about their purpose, right? Humans right. have this unique nature to because to step back and contemplate their existence and you know why we should do what we do in the first place you know so that to me automatically i think a lot of us have a spiritual side whether we know it or not because we're we're asking all humans are asking like what should i do you know and that's a unique thing so any any rogue thoughts would be welcome um you know i think it's important i think it's always important to have that aspect of whatever whatever your beliefs are uh to have you, you know that you're part of something much bigger than yourself um but also as you know using that analogy that you talked about the lions I, I agree with that it's just we as humans have the one thing that's choice right we have choice yeah. no matter what the situation is no matter how hard things are there's things you have to do i understand but in your life there's things that you want to do you can do you can or cannot do there's certain things we all have to do understood but we do have a choice in how we live how we conduct ourselves um what kind of person we want to be and you know that separates us from everything else because all the other animals just they just do they just they don't really have a choice with things they just do things and that's inherently that's what right. separates them. I think having gazelle important. the gazelle's on the menu that's pretty much yeah, it. exactly yeah. lean you know, meats exactly exactly so i think it's i think that's where if we can instill that in people understand hey listen i know things are hard at times like i had to do it i get it i get sometimes we have to do certain things but if you really analyze it, sometimes we can make good choices, better choices um, in our lives. And we all make mistakes and we always um, misstep, but that's part of it. And um, we have to forgive ourselves and realize we're not perfect and um, just do our very best. But uh, like I tell people all the time is uh, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, we're all going to fail. We're all going to lose. Just know that, you know, embrace the journey. It's a journey, and um, if you embrace it, you know it's going to be a happy life because you just have to embrace the good with the bad. Amen. Well, we're going to close out here, um, but folks, thank you for joining us. You will have to tune in when we do Rolk's follow-up episode, and we will discover what happened to his neck uh, oh, because no. it's missing. I'm looking right for it. Now. It's still missing. It's still missing. It's still un- missing. it's buried underneath a mountain of traps. <laughs> so we will have to discuss later. But Rolk, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we appreciate you camping. We hope that you and Brolin will come back and camp with us uh, right on, real right soon. On. Thank you so much, Ryan.